can't wait. One more sleep until the first test between Australia and India kicks off in Nagpur. Um, of course, you can catch all the action live on SCN, and this man will be a part of our commentary team. He's the chief cricket writer for the Australian. Played a heavy a, role in the test. Yeah, he was very good in that too, yeah, wasn't the he? latest doco. And, of course, as I said, SCN cricket uh, commentator Peter Lawler joining us right now from Nagpur. Good day, Pete. Good evening, gentlemen. Can't wait for tomorrow. Before we get into the cricket side of things, I can talk to you for hours about cricket. Uh, how's the search for coffee in Nagpur going for you? <laughs> none of my life's private. None of our lives are private anymore, are they? No. I found the 2017 AeroPress World Champion Coffee Maker on my first trip out to Nagpur. I couldn't believe this. I was here 18 years ago at the last place. I never thought I'd find anything like this, but uh, I've nailed it. I've nailed this guy. He's he's from Melbourne. You were surprised to hear. He was a chartered accountant, an Indian chartered accountant in Melbourne. He, of course, like everybody in Melbourne, discovered a love of the burning. And he's come over here and set up these coffee shops, and he makes outstanding coffee. There you go. Have you got your? So, li- I'm sorted, mate. Have you I'm got your? That I am. Have you got your routines <laughs> when you go to these different countries, Pete, to cover any of the cricket? Have you got your different routines, like your, the same restaurants, etc.? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's always a go. But the thing is, I haven't been here for uh, the best part of 18 years. <laughs> None of, I don't think any of those restaurants are still standing. And I must admit, I never really got—I never really got into a great routine in Nagpur. I—I I, I never really clicked with the city, but I'm loving it this time around. Really having a ball. It's a good spot. It's not exactly a tourist spot, uh, but it's clean. They call it clean green Nagpur. It's got great uh, public transport. It's a good spot to walk around. And, and if you're bored in India, as I always say, you're dead. Mm. It's always something to keep you interested. Now, in 1998, 2001, the 2004 tours, the Indian cricket officials made life pretty difficult for the touring Aussies with uh, travel, accommodation, whatever that may be. Does that still happen in 2023? No. 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 These boys are pretty pampered over here these days, and they have been for a long time. The hotels in India are outstanding. The food's outstanding. They're looked after like, you know, the VVIPs. I mean, got Indian hotels run the six stars. So, you know, that, and, uh, they're all pretty well looked after because they stay in the same team with the Indian hotel and Virat and all of his mates aren't going to stay anywhere shabby. So, no, it's a very nice, nice hotel um, and, and they're very well looked after. You know, they, they cordon off the pool for themselves and they have a dining room for themselves and all that sort of business. Uh, it, it, it's pretty switched these days. There's nothing to complain about on that level, travelling in Europe if you're a cricketer. And, and no doubt... The only time you're uncomfortable is when you get the bat in your hand, when yeah, the, sun, in the, middle. the sun's beating yeah. down and the ball's <laughs> wagging. Yeah. But well, g- given given the conditions that the Aussies are, are in now, does, does this make the challenge yeah. of winning in India easier from a player's perspective? Uh... Physically, travelling is a hell of a lot easier than the sort of stuff that Bill Laurie and his mob put up with, you know, and prior to that, where it was actually, you know, it was a danger to your health touring India in the 50s and the 60s, and even into the 70s, it was hard work. 
but I, I reckon that inverse to the creature comforts of the hotels, the wickets have become even more uncomfortable. I, I, even in 2004, the wickets were, weren't as sort of excessive and extreme, I suppose, is probably a better way of saying it, as they are um, these days. India is, has, sends more determined every tour to produce wickets that are going to make the Aussies uncomfortable or any visitor uncomfortable. And I've got to say, say I've never seen a pitch preparation like, like they have done for this here at Magpore. You would have seen the stuff on social media and in mm. newspapers. That selective watering and selective rolling, which is, has only one purpose in mind, that's to undermine left-handed batters. And, hey, India hasn't got any, and Australia's potentially got six. Yeah. It's extraordinary. It's bold face. kind of tells you something. It tells you the pressure that's on India to win, I think. And I reckon, I just reckon they're a bit nervous about all this. I don't reckon this would happen when Virat Kohli was in charge of the team and Ravi Shastri. I think they were confident that they could beat anyone in any conditions. And hey, these conditions are going to suit India. Anyway, yeah. but these days the BCCI send out two curators who override the local the local curator, and it's you know they were sitting around yesterday ordering this one up. Yeah, if I could tailor made suit this one. On that, and and of course, India have got a couple of big outs in Boomer and Pant as well. So this may be adding to the pressure as well. Do you think, and maybe you can help us out here, have there been any selections by the Aussies and who's going to bat at number six? You'd think, given that, Hanscom would probably have the edge over Renshaw, wouldn't he? And Hagar? Yeah, I tend to agree with you there. I don't have, I don't have any mail on that. I'm sort of reading the, um, you know, the, the entrails there. But I feel like, in the batting terms, that, they're gonna, that, that it gives, gives Hanscom an edge over Renshaw. I'll tell you the one thing I do know about selection is that uh, young Todd Murphy's parents are winging their way to uh, Nagpur and the male is really, really, really strong with Todd Murphy in play. There you go. That's exciting. That's really exciting. What mm. Could there be a, a bigger cauldron to make your to make debut, debut against the Indians? In India. Now, in, in 04, Pete, um, Adam Gilchrist, last winning yeah. captain, of course, in India, he thought outside the square to try and destabilise mm. India. It was field placements just being one of them. He also sought some no- local knowledge around strategy. Are we at that point also, or have we moved beyond that from 2004 that Andrew McDonald and Pat Cummins would take that approach? Oh, it, it will be a different approach because I think if you remember in 2004, it was the three seamers and Shane Warne that got the job done in the first three test matches. Um, and they backed themselves. And ironically, Nagpur was a green top because of a political infighting in um, Indian cricket. The local association here decided to upset the BCCI and produce green top, which probably tells us why the BCCI control wickets these days. You don't. They'll have done their research on this stuff, um, and Pat's done a lot of work on field placements. They're very, they're very keen on the sort of bat pad area with the off spinners, with Nathan Lyon and, and presumably Todd Murphy bowling into the right-handers' um, pads. It was interesting to watch yesterday. They, they're using the Sharons in training for bat pad catching, and they had, they had three fielders doing bat pad catching for about 40 minutes to an hour. They bounced the uh, 
cricket ball off the share and sort of do a bit of a rant, you know, a feel for um, bat pad catches. So I reckon they'll, they'll put it fielders in close uh, from very early on around the wicket. But you'll always have a couple out on the boundary, you know, cover on the boundary just for that shot that gets through. You don't want to be conceding the four because the game gets away from you very quickly here. But the outfields are extremely fast um, and the grounds are very well manicured. So you've got to kind of cover off the boundary option, but give yourself that chance that with the attacking field around the bat when you've got spinners. Mm. Who's the target player that India would be focusing on in the Australian lineup? It Would it be Uzi Kawaja because of the way that he plays in the subcontinent? I uh, look, I think they, I think any team that's playing Australia and particularly Australia at the moment is targeting Steve Smith, aren't they? Steve Smith made three centuries on the last tour of India. Um, and and if you believe Steve Smith, he wasn't in as good a form then as he is now. Um, he's in an extraordinary purple patch. Um, he's he's the sculpt that they will want. It's not to say that they don't want Usman Karaj and they don't want David Warner and they don't want Marcus Labashani. But Smith's a big one for them, I reckon. Right. Listen, uh, we can't wait. I certainly will be listening to SEN tomorrow afternoon as the first test kicks off. Uh, Peter Lawler, the chief cricket writer for the Australian, also SEN cricket commentator. Hey, thanks for giving us that insight. I've got chills waiting for this test series. Hey, to be the best, you've got to beat the best on their terms. And, and I just think Australia will be ready for the challenge no matter what pitch the Indians throw at us. Embrace the chaos, Paddy Cummins has told them, and I reckon they're really looking forward to this, no matter what they do. All right, Pete, we're looking forward to your coverage as well. Thanks for your time on Sports Day. Good to chat, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to the podcast, and don't forget you can listen to Sports Day every day from Monday to Thursday, 6 p.m. or 5 p.m. Queensland time.